This is Money Stories, Episode 12, Dealing with Infertility with Whitney Allen. Hi, and welcome to Money Stories, a podcast where we interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their personal money stories. I'm Caitlin Kano, and I'm a wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. And we actually have a surprise this week. We are so blessed for having a summer co-host, and her name is Diana Rojas. And you may remember Diana from her money story, where she spoke about how she teaches her students to, um, what's the program? I'm sorry, it's My Classroom Economy. Yep. All right. So you use my classroom economy to teach financial wellness. And it was something that you learned in childhood as one of your values that was focused on your faith. And now you're paying it forward. And we are so blessed that Diana agreed to be our summer co-host. Welcome, Diana. Hi, Caitlin. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, Like you said, yes, I am a fourth grade math teacher and a children's book author. And I'm a parish missionary. So I do young adult ministry in parishes here in Miami. And I'm super excited to be your co-host and get started on this journey with you. So can't wait to to begin with you. This is going to be so much fun. And what's so interesting is that um, we just started this podcast right when the pandemic started. I think um, John and Evelyn, our founders, were the first guests. Then we went right into Danielle Bean. And we were talking about financial wellness and talking about um, everything else, not knowing the pandemic was going to have the impact that it had. And it's just amazing I feel like the Holy Spirit's been involved in the timing of this um, and letting this be something that has been, I think, hopeful to Catholics to see that we can unite our faith with our finances. And the podcast has been surprisingly really well received. But with that comes people reaching out, offering suggestions and what they want to see with it. And I'm I was a Marine wife. One of our mottos is Semper Gumby. So I'm willing to be flexible. And one of the things that we're asking for is wanting it to feel more like a show and also suggesting we bring on a co-host. And I'm just so blessed that you said yes. It was like I proposed to you the other day. It was so funny. It was awesome. I'm so excited that you asked me. I couldn't, I was totally caught off guard. It's a perfect proposal. I wasn't expecting it. It was beautifully done. <laughs> Can't wait to get started on this, this marriage with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is great. And I really feel like you were just placed in my heart for a reason. You're the first person person that came to mind when that was suggested. Um, So I'm just so blessed. So thank you for agreeing and saying yes. She said yes. Um, All right. So this week's topic is actually a little bit more of a serious topic. So we're going to change tone a little bit. But we're talking about the financial implications of infertility. And um, I just pulled these statistics quickly. I'm not quite sure um, anecdotally how this is going to affect couples, but from more of a macro perspective, Um, One in six families will struggle with infertility and 59% they'd say that cost is a barrier to proceeding with medically necessary treatment they needed. So um, infertility is something that's a very personal topic. Um, I'm sure a lot of couples find it a very personal thing, but it's also going to have financial implications on their household. So to help us talk about that topic is Whitney Allen. I'm going to go ahead and bring Whitney up. Here she is. Hi, Whitney. And hi, so Whitney is the founder of Healing Hopeful Hearts in uh, at Cathedral of Christ the King in Lexington, Kentucky. And it's a ministry to assist Catholic couples dealing with the stress and grief of infertility, miscarriage, and childlessness. So welcome, Whitney. We appreciate you coming on to talk about this topic. Yes. Thank you for having me. 
Great. Yeah. And you've started this ministry. You have been a blessing to so many people. It's such a beautiful ministry. And I feel like this topic is one that couples avoid because um, it's something they want to not deal with until they realize they're dealing with it in real time. And I don't know if that's what you experience with the couples that you work with. And I know it's a very personal and sensitive topic, but I think it's important to talk to the practicality of it, which is finances. And before we jump into that, can you tell us what um, the infertility options are that we're going to be focusing on today? Sure. Um, from a Catholic perspective, the, the main one is NAPRO, which is um, natural procreative technologies. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. And then more mainstream um, and what people are more associated with is um, IUI and IVF, which are both um, assisted um, uh, options where where you have medical assistance that's a little bit more invasive. So you did mention natural procreative technology, NAPRO, which is something that I have heard of um, in my research as far as uh, women's health. But um, can you talk a little bit more about that and what exactly that is and how that works as far as being an option for, for couples and for young adult women or any women who are trying to to conceive or just get in line with their with their women's health. Sure, and and I'm by no means an expert in any of these. Um, it's it's more of just starting the conversation and, and starting to educate people that there are options um, that are in line with our faith that are actually significantly less expensive than um, than the mainstream options. Um, and and NAPRO is more healing focused. It tries to get to the heart of where the, where the fertility issue lies. It is focused on women um, and fertility issues can be undiagnosed and they can also equally be on the, ma on the male side. Um, but specifically with NAPRO, it is um, more focused on women, uh, their health, their healing, identifying um, what their underlying barriers are and working towards healing those things so that you could restore a more natural state of fertility. Um, and where the, you know, IUIs and, and in vitros are, you know, they're just, they just kind of want to get right to the result and it's not necessarily healing your body or identifying what might be causing, uh, might be causing the issues. So that kind of topic, I guess my question would be for you is like, when is the right time to talk about that? Because I'm single, I'm not getting married anytime soon. Like, should I be discussing that? Should I be looking into that option now so I can figure out if I have any concerns or is it maybe better to wait until I'm dating and married and in that process of trying to get pregnant before I research something like NAPRO? Well, I think it's always important, especially as women, to be in tune with, uh, with our health. And, you know, if you are having those open conversations with your doctors now, um, you can start to identify, you know, what is and what isn't normal. Um, and also identifying where your doctor is, um, you know, in line with treatments or, um, you know, different types of, of solutions if there are some issues, because most doctors don't know the Catholic teaching. They don't know NAPRO. They don't know, um, you know, how to navigate um, somebody who wants to pursue fertility, um, health and treatments within their faith. Um, and so having that conversation early, I think in starting to identify those even before you're married, uh, certainly recommend it. You know, it's, it's something that's going to most likely come up 
at some point in your marriage as you pursue a family. Um, and so I don't think it's ever too early to, to be paying attention to those things and knowing what your options are. Yeah. I think I'm going to continue doing some research. I like the sound of the name pro. <laughs> and, and Whitney, on Money Stories, we've had um, a few guests, actually several guests, that they beautifully talked to the financial consequences of having a family. But with that also comes non-financial costs, right? So if um, the couple decides to let one parent stay home, now we have loss of income. And there's other costs that are other that are rather than just, you know, dollars and cents and, and writing checks out for expenses. What are the non-financial costs of infertility? What can a couple expect if this is something they're walking through? Well, there's definitely an emotional toll um, you know, that you're going to deal with from a, you know, if you're not, if you're talking about things that struggles that people are going to deal with, um, you're, you're dealing with a lot of, um, a lot of emotion. It's raw. It's hard. Nobody likes to talk about it. Um, you're dealing with managing expectations, your own expectations, your spouse's expectations, your family's expectations. Um, and that can kind of uh, avalanche into a lot of different things as far as frustrations in your marriage or challenges in your career. Um, I, you know, I kind of personally faced a lot of those things, the negative costs um, when while navigating infertility. Um, you know, the, the hard costs are, are easy to see and, and certainly add up uh, between tests and procedures and medications, even if you're doing it um, through, through NAPRO or um, you know, it can still become pretty expensive, but the, the costs that aren't the financial ones are probably the, the most challenging for an individual to deal with. Yeah. You had mentioned, uh, we had, I mean, we had the opportunity to speak to you, which was so awesome. And your story is for me, it really hit home and it was just so beautiful and so empowering to know all the things that you've, the way that you handled it and managed your expectations and, and the things that you're doing for other people, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit more about your story and, and your foundation that you started, the Healing the Hopeful Hearts, and just how that came about and, and where you're at with that? Sure. Yeah, it um, you certainly didn't start off uh, <laughs> inspiring. It, you know, we, my husband and I got married, we were 29, and we started uh, trying for our family a year later at 30. And I had, I had fallen away from the church when I was 16. So when we were uh, when we got married and we were starting for our family, we weren't practicing the faith. Um, and I had been, I had been away for a long time and, and uh, went through within a year quickly realized that we were going to have to approach some fertility options. And we went through years of tests and procedures and medications. And I was actually adding it up in my head before uh, we got on and, um, and it was close to $20,000 that we ended up spending. Um, we never chose to do IVF, um, but we did other procedures and you know they all added up. And even the ones that were um, you know, more natural were still expensive when you're dealing with um, you know, medications and testing and timing. And, um, and so when we did get to a point where we realized um, you know, we were kind of at the end of the road, uh, as far as options were concerned, we were making choices as a couple and, and what what we wanted for our family, for he, for he and I. You know, we, we made the ultimate decision to remain childless, um, being open to life. But th 
through that whole process, I became very angry and jealous and depressed and um, alienated myself. Um, I was, my career was struggling. My marriage was, we were good, but we, you know, it was a very sad time in our marriage. I pulled away from all of my friends and family and um, had allowed the grief of it to completely alienate me. And, and over the course of those years, I'd also had a miscarriage. Um, and so it was very, uh, pretty much what I would consider rock bottom as far as from an emotional state. And it's what brought me back to the church because I, you know, I, I had nowhere to go. I had, you know, and I didn't want to continue to live my life the way that I was living it in this state. And so, uh, so I went back to the church and threw myself back into the faith and, and fully embraced everything and just found so much joy, um, and healing in the church that, I wanted to share that with other people. I wanted to share with people that, you know, there's there's joy on the other side of, of what you think your expectations are, of what you think your life is supposed to be, um, because it's it's not about what you think it's supposed to be. It's what God's mm. plan is for you. Um, and Healing Hopeful Hearts came about, you know, I was at, at church one day and I was flipping through the bulletin and I saw all of these options for people, you know, people who, who were divorced, Catholics who, you know, maybe are recovering, returning from uh, abortion or, um, you know, they're single, uh, you know, all these different things, senior Catholics. And, and I wasn't there. I didn't see me. I didn't see a, mar a young married woman who went through infertility and a miscarriage and was living a childless life in a Catholic church. Um, I wasn't there and I wasn't represented it. And it kind of hurt and it felt like I was a little bit lost again. And so we started doing some research to see what options there were for women and there really weren't very many. So I worked with several people at the parish to, to start to brainstorm and pull together some ideas. And, uh, and so that's how it came about was just that, you know, wanting to see myself, see, you know, knowing that I wasn't the only one in those pews that suffered one, if not all three of those things, um, knowing that, probably every other woman in that church had had a miscarriage or had struggled to get pregnant or, you know, was single and hadn't formed their family yet. And, you know, maybe that's mm -hmm. a point in their life where they're starting to grieve that. Um, and those women needed to be represented as well. And, and they're men as well. They, they grieve this too. And I think we, we don't give men enough credit in this arena um, because they also have to carry this, this cross with us. Um, so that's how it started. We, uh, launched it as a series. Um, and so it's it's very intimate. It's very, sometimes it's one-on-one, -on -one, sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's one people. Um, and I do it as, as a five to six week series. So it's, you know, people can come, they can learn, they can share, they can breathe. And our ultimate goal is to provide the support and the resources for them to be able to start to move forward in their healing process. Um, currently, unfortunately, because of COVID, but then also some other some other delays, um, we weren't able to get our series up and running this year yet. But we are working on doing a uh, digital uh, version for people that were we're working on getting that out later this summer. That's just I, it. Really makes me so like so proud of you and so happy to know that there's someone who's speaking on this and, and educating other women. So. 
thank you so much for for sharing your story with us and with the women that you share them with. I know that's not easy or fun sometimes, but I really think that you're making a huge difference. So thank you so much for uh, for starting that, even though I'm not a part of it. Like, yeah, that's super awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been a journey. <laughs> um, it's tough, it, you know, but it's also such a blessing. And um, you know, and so much of it is education and educating, educating couples, educating um, the priests, the deacons, um, you know, about helping women and men navigate these areas. It's so beautiful, Whitney. And you had spoken about feeling the calling because you didn't see the resources, you didn't see the peer group and you took the initiative and you created the peer group and you created, I'm sure, the access to some of these resources. And I'm wondering what can a Catholic couple do? I'm just gonna create, you know, a make-believe Catholic couple. They're going into their doctor. The doctor's not familiar with um, our Catholic mm -hmm. teachings and the doctor wants to push what they know or what they feel works what resources can that couple pull in to bring into their doctor's office mm -hmm. to start the, the conversation and let the doctor know this is how I want to proceed with growing my family should the Lord choose us to uh, be blessed with children or not. So what resources, what, what, what can they do to bring into that doctor's appointment? Right. Yeah. It's tough because they, I think the most doctors are going to Put you on that path of you know this is this is the fertility treatment path you're going to take and it it's a little bit like a um you know like a uh <laughs> word i'm trying to think of um sorry this escaped me but they just kind of kind of take you down this this path and everybody gets the same pattern you know you go for this test that doesn't work you go for this test that doesn't work and now you go for IVF and here's the specialist and they sort of shuffle you through the process and it's and it's kind of fast and, and emotional and if, if you're in dealing with infertility and have been trying for some time you can become kind of blinded by the desire and the desperation to build your family so I think that's the you know, it's kind of the bear trap for a lot of couples uh, that maybe didn't know to ask the questions um, or didn't know to say, you know, maybe if I go look here, uh, the Pope Paul VI Institute is where NAPRO comes from. Um, you know, so I'd encourage people to research that, to, to see, educate themselves about the Catholic teaching of fertility treatments and, you know, where, where, uh, it's, where it's okay and where it's not. Um, there's about a hundred facilities, I believe, around the country that do, uh, that specialize with NAPRO. Um, so it's, it's definitely not something that is probably in everybody's town, but I would encourage Catholic couples to educate themselves on the teaching of the church um, and, and the statistics of success through utilizing um, a system like NAPRO, because, you know, maybe it takes a, a little bit longer, but it's also a lot less expensive. Most likely insurance will cover it because it's dealing with um, actual medical conditions that you're trying to heal. Mm. And it's in line with our faith. So I would encourage people to have that first, you know, kind of have that education first. Um, and, and then as far as with their having the conversation with their doctors, just being very upfront with them about what you are and aren't willing to do if you are pursuing this in lines with the teachings of the church. And some of those doctors aren't gonna be able to help you um, because they don't know. 
not that they don't have the <laughs> the knowledge or the expertise as a medical professional, but they're not going to know what uh, what options a you know, a practicing Catholic would want to pursue. Awesome. Well, that's that's really good first step, I think, for the couple to know to use those resources, and we're going to put them into the notes of both the podcast and also our. our um, YouTube channels. If you want to look into the description, we'll have some information and links that couples can look into and decide if this is um, how they want to prayerfully consider growing their family um, moving forward and, and hopefully take some prayer into consideration um, either way. But um, now they kind of know a good first step, especially financially, um, that this may be something they want to look into. Great. Definitely. And, and in, in my parish, the one thing we started doing with H3s, I come in uh, during the marriage prep classes and speak to the engaged couples um, to talk to them about having kind of a baseline conversation about, you know, what, what, what if, you know, what if we're one of, what if we're the statistic, um, you know, where, where are you as a couple, as far as what are you going to do? Or, you know, what are you going to pursue? How far does this go? Um, how are you going to do it? Is adoption an option, which is, has its own financial implications? Um, you know, so a lot of baseline conversations that can kind of be had at that stage, just to bring to light that um, you know, we're kind of fed as a, as a society that this is what we should expect. And we're you know, you, you get married and you have babies and that's the way it is and everybody's happy. But the reality is that, you know, people are going to struggle and you know, some options aren't going to be options for various reasons, whether it be um, financial or, or faith-based or both. Um, and I, I think it's important to start having this conversation more so that it becomes at least something that people think, oh, no, I remember that. I've heard that before. And not this complete and utter shock when you're in what might be one of the rawest moments of your life. Whitney, you're a blessing. This has been amazing. And I think it's yes. been so insightful. Um, and you have, I'm sure, spiritual children from who benefited from all of your, your grief being used for the good and being used for the Holy Spirit's message. So thank you so much for what you do. We appreciate you. And um, yeah, and like I said, we'll put those resources in the description so people can use them and have access to them. And we're also going to put the um, link to your ministry as well. So if can someone get in contact with you if they want to have a conversation? Yes, um, I can. You can certainly share my email uh, or my phone. My phone number is also um, I, on the uh, ministry information. So they're welcome to reach directly to me. Thank you, Whitney. We appreciate you and, and God bless. Thank you both. For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy Money Stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at compasscatholic.org. Thanks for listening and God bless.